Climate change has been a topic high on the news agenda, especially in recent months. So it's no surprise we're seeing an increase in the number of consumers seeking out more sustainable products and services throughout the home. But it might come as news to some that these greener ways of working can offer some real business value to installers. Today I'm joined by Martin McTague from the Federation of Small Businesses and James Lacey from JLM Plumbing to talk about some greener ways installers can do business and the tangible business benefits they can deliver. Martin, James, thanks ever so much for joining me. Shall we kick off with some introductions? Martin, do you want to introduce yourself and tell me a little bit more about the Federation of Small Businesses and what's your role there? My name's Martin McTague. I'm Chair of Policy and Advocacy at the Federation of Small Businesses and we represent 150,000 small businesses across the country. But our, you know, we're not for profit and the idea is that we're meant to represent all five and a half, six million small businesses. That's what's in our constitution. And we have to try and persuade government to give the the best possible conditions so that small businesses can thrive. Lovely. Thanks, Martin. And James, you're no stranger to the Valent podcast, but for any new listeners out there, can you let us know a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, hi there. Uh, I'm James Lacey. I'm director at JLN Plumbing and Heating. Uh, we're a local plumbing and heating company based in Coventry. We have around 18 employees. We've been trading for over 14 years. We offer all plumbing and heating services from bathrooms to boilers, and most of our work is for private end-user customers. Thanks, James. So, really, to kick off, Martin, um, there's a lot of buzzwords surrounding the topic of sustainability and climate change. So maybe we could start off with uh, understanding exactly what going green means. Can you help us out with that? Well, you know, that's one of the biggest problems. <laughs> I don't think anybody really understands it, certainly in the small business community. Um, there are now quite a few ways in which you can measure your carbon footprint and assess whether you are on the road to being net zero. But for a lot of people, this is a real mystery. And uh, I think what will happen, though, is you'll come... Maybe won't apply to James' company, but for a lot of small businesses, they'll come under pressure from their customers to uh, improve their carbon uh, performance. Yeah, and I suppose your carbon performance, that's really important. Is that one of the main drivers behind going green, or is there more drivers? Essentially, they're legislation, because the government's committed itself to reaching net zero by 2035. And, it, and that means there is no stepping back from that we're on a track to make sure we get to net zero by that date and that means everything the government does between now and 2035 is geared up to reducing its carbon thanks martin and james you know you run a successful business what does going green mean to you i think for me um going green just means we we need to make changes in the way we run our business to reduce the negative impact we have on the planet uh, reducing unnecessary mileage waste whether it be recycling or just generally increasing efficiency and have you have you looked around your business and found any sort of ways you could go a little bit greener yeah definitely yeah i think there's lots of ways and i think you you hit the nail on the head with a little bit greener i think it's a lots of of small steps that we need to do especially in a small business like ours uh, there's there's lots of ways you can be you can get on that journey to, to becoming a greener business um you know even just with, with with cutting things down cutting the use of things down looking at your processes and procedures there's, there's millions of ways it doesn't have to be massive steps for a small business yeah and i suppose martin it could be quite daunting for a a smaller business to to want to go green um 
you know, can you offer any advice? Or because it's quite a daunting thing. Yeah, I mean, I think James is absolutely right that it is a question of lots of small steps. But you know, the the two areas that most uh, businesses will need to concentrate on is transport and heating. You know, and obviously you're heavily involved in the heating component, but transport will play a big part for a lot of businesses so what kind of vehicles they run how they run them you know for a lot of people they'll they'll be nervous about making the investment in you know new electric vehicles but it won't be long before they won't have any choice yeah and you mentioned um sort of like green credentials and things like that um do you think it's going to be important for for customers when they're choosing a a, a company that maybe wants to work in the house I absolutely do believe that, yeah. And and there's lots of evidence from up and down the country that people can get price premiums by showing that they are, you know, uh, prepared to take environmental considerations very seriously. There's a lot of customers out there who are looking for that kind of business. And, you know, James reminds me of what I've heard from a lot of small businesses. There's roughly about 60% of them say they recognize that there is a climate crisis and they want to do their bit. The problem is most of them ask me, so what do I do? What's the first step? And there are, you know, it isn't easy to decide what the first step is without, first of all, measuring your carbon footprint. Yeah, is there any sort of like easy small things that people can start doing though to to really get on the road? Yes, I think I think what they they need to do initially is start looking at their transport. You know how are the, how and when they're using vehicles? Can they use alternative ways? And then the next obvious thing is how they're heating their premises. You know, can they improve insulation? Can they look at alternatives like heat pumps? Can they find uh, better ways of getting power to the building? For example, you know, solar panels or, and the like. So there are there are sort of pretty basic first steps that most people can do to look at their um, their impact. And James, has it, I mean, has it come up with you yet with customers? Is anybody asking you about your green credentials? Or I think it's it's one of them things that is implanted in our sort of advertising or our, our, our way now that people will notice. I don't think we're quite at the point where people will specify they want somebody that's a green company but i think having that um going green a logo or however you're going to market the fact that you are going green is something that people are starting to take uh take notice of and pay attention to and i think that will then evolve into yeah i want someone who is uh, you know looking to to have a greener company i think there's loads of ways that that we're doing it and, and we are shouting about it of course we are it goes back to my marketing podcast last year why not put a post out saying what you're doing and, and promoting uh the, you know the current buzzword with with it saving the planet at the minute you know put it on everything put it on all your advertising that you're going greener and what you're doing about it it seems to work you know people like to hear that yeah i think you know there's a lot of people that want to go green it's really really important but uh, i suppose there's quite a lot of investment needed isn't there to to, to turn your business more green uh i'm not sure i think i think the, the initial steps for us were as simple as changing the light fittings for led lighting you know the lights are on every day of the year every single day of the year we have 10 lights on in the office why not have them led efficient lighting rather than normal bulbs or normal lamps uh, the lighting in our stores is now pir controlled so as you walk in and walk out the lights turn on and off they can't be left on 
some of the outside lighting's on pneumatic push buttons, so it's on for a certain amount of time. You know, this is this is tiny steps. You know, this is a, a few pounds, and and even you can do it as 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 lamps go or break, replace them with efficient ones. Um, so I, th- I think water saving devices in the toilet flush, things like that, smart heating controls. We've not invested a huge amount in this yet. Um, we plan to, to move forward with it, but these small steps are all going to help and they're all pushing towards that end goal. Martin, you, um, you know, when, when James is ready to sort of make more investments, um, is there any help out there financially from grants and incentives? Yeah, I mean, there are, there is quite a lot of help. Uh, some of the big um, banks are talking about providing help to invest in their businesses to make them go green or to help them go green. The only problem is a lot of them find that the payback that they get on those investments is very slow and usually not good enough for the banks. So there's there's new initiatives coming forward. There's uh, green bonds are being developed by some local authorities where that can help you invest in your business. And if you manage to improve your carbon footprint, you get a, um, a lower um, interest rate so you can reduce your cost of uh, borrowing. So I think these kind of initiatives will start. But I think one thing is absolutely crystal clear, I don't know, and it's relevant to this discussion, is that when the heat and building strategy came out, um, we asked McKinsey to do some some analysis of what exactly the, the value of that was likely to be. And for small businesses up and down the country, that was worth £100 billion worth of additional Um, activity and they're talking about tens of thousands of new businesses having to get involved in this kind of activity so you know this is this is a massive opportunity it isn't only an obligation it's a real really big chance to grow your business Absolutely. I think we'll be sure to put some links in the show notes to, to any websites where the guys and girls can get some help on, on those, those parts. It's really good. Um, Jim, have you looked at things like uh, electric vans or anything yet? Well, we, we're looking into electric vans. Um, we actually got our first all-electric vehicle this year. Um, it's, a, it's a car we use to go and do quotes and things like that in and a bit of running around to try and uh, try and help with our Go Greener sort of campaign. Um Electric vans are definitely the way forward, definitely something we'd look at. Um, Coventry Council have a, a scheme where we can even have some vans and try them. Uh, and Coventry uh, are investing big on charging points. In fact, they've got the most charging points outside London as a city. Um, the issue for us is there's quite a lot of procedures that need to go with that. If we were to issue our vans, uh, electric vans to engineers who pays for the electric for them to be charged when they're at home are they happy to have an electric point fitted on their own home you got to remember this is you know this, this isn't our property this is their own their own lives and their own houses have they got a driveway do they live in a flat um so there's quite a lot of of procedures put in place uh before we go all electric it's certainly something we'll trial uh, and I, th- I do think it's the way forward it just needs some careful thinking about i think so Martin, it's it's great that Jim's already taken the leap and got an electric vehicle on the road. Yeah, I'm absolutely amazed that what James has done because he's far in advance of any of the other people I've spoken to in this field. I mean, for many businesses, their main concern is getting lumbered with a petrol or diesel vehicle that they won't be able to fund because it's on a long-term lease or something like that and you know they're they're thinking about ways in which they can just 
you know, spin out these vehicles for as long as possible. James is showing that thinking ahead, thinking about the kind of problems you're going to have to be deal with for employees and how you're going to improve your performance on transport is is really important. And I think the sooner people put the thinking into the kind of issues that James mentioned, I think the better. Most of the guys out there are looking to, to help the environment, but there will be some businesses out there just looking for a financial benefit. You're absolutely right. I mean, we found there were basically four categories of um, response that we saw. At one end, there was the sort of echo warriors that didn't need any inducement at all. Then there's a group that saw it as important and didn't necessarily need a financial inducement because they could see that there was a, a climate emergency going on. But there was a very big group as well that said, look, just show me the money. What are you going to do to induce me to do this? I mean, I think on that point, Martin, to be honest, Efficiency is the key to, to, to going greener. So anything we can do more efficiently in itself lends itself to being greener. So why wouldn't you want to do that as a business? If we can put efficient lighting in, that's greener, but it's cheaper to run. If we can have an electric vehicle, that's greener, but it's cheaper to run. If we can, if we can cut down on the mileage that we do with intelligent visit scheduling and map building, then that's greener. But it's also more efficient. At the end of the day, everything we do that's greener turns out to make us more profit, and that's what we do. That you know, that's what we're in business for. So I, I think it's it's a it's an easy decision for us to go greener because it just makes you look at your business. What ways can you make it more efficient? What making can you be more productive? And in turn, you, you are greener. It's it's a natural process. Yeah, and I suppose James, um, just making small changes can actually help the environment, but also, yeah, help your your cash flow as well. I think little things like um, changing the driver routes to the jobs and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look at look at some of the, the apps that we use now. Um, some of the even the valent apps, um, the apps we've got, we've got help and how to videos on the website to try and reduce uh, call outs that we don't need to do. In topping up the pressures, of prime example on a boiler, there's a lot of calls for that. So we've done a video. It's on our website. It saves a whole visit. Imagine the carbon footprint of sending an engineer out somewhere to go and visit and top up the pressure. Um, if nothing else, it helps the customer. They're, they're back up and running in ten minutes rather than waiting a few hours or a day for a call out from us um there's other things linked to our crm as well this is a, a key point for us um our crm sends confirmation messages that when a customer books a call it also sends another confirmation message when the engineer's on his way to the call so that we, we cut down on that we forgot you were coming call that that nuisance call that people didn't realize you were coming that day or forget you were coming especially for something routine like servicing um again a massive carbon footprint it's a waste that you know we've got to burn diesel to get to a job that's fair enough but why burn diesel to get to a job when there's nobody in and then have to go back another day when they are in so our crm sending reminder messages um and and, and text confirmations of appointments is all helping to go greener you know it's all helping on that sort of fight to make us more efficient no, absolutely. And I think all of that new technology is, is absolutely crucial. I mean, with us as part of Valent, we have an app now called the My Valent Pro app that, again, will allow you to see the, the pressure of the boiler and basically diagnose faults before the, before the engineers get there. So potentially you can yeah, have the right it's parts. Fantastic. And, yeah, Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Martin, have you got anything more to add to James's point? No, I think James is remarkable in that he's, he's tech adoption is way ahead of the curve that 
I hear people up and down the country who are very slow to adopt some of this technology. And they're going to find that it's a competitive disadvantage after a while. Um, but I think that the bit that maybe uh, is more reasonable and is understandable is when you're asking people to invest in brand new technology where they're not sure about whether the government will come up with the subsidies that can make that attractive you know and and that's the area where i think there needs to be a lot more thought so james are you getting any feedback from your customers about the new technologies that you're using like maybe the apps and things like that yeah definitely i think the, the again i bang on about our crm but it really is the heart of our business um we do everything on that we take payments on site email invoices all the paperwork's done, done electronically and people do comment on how a how efficient that is uh, just as a business but b how also how green it is that we haven't got to send paperwork out we, we're virtually running a paperless office everything's done on our crm uh, it seems to work really well people like it in the homes uh, and people are commenting now more and more on green issues um, that we get asked a lot when we go and do new boiler quotes uh, about renewable technologies about whether the boilers are hydrogen ready uh, what we think the future is people seem to want to drill into us um, they hear everything on the news but they want to hear it from the sort of man on the street if you like uh, and hear our opinions and views on whether they're choosing the right products for their home yeah and i suppose for those people that have listened to the earlier episode of the podcast they'll know that you're a bit of a marketing genius with your business are you able to use uh, these new green credentials you've got to to really good effect with the marketing yeah definitely i think with the help of valent um we can use some of the the, the um the things issued by valent help us with our marketing we can put that out there um, also we're trying to develop a sort of a go greener logo that we can use ourselves so that we can we can strap that onto all of our existing uh, existing marketing material so it's just another avenue to to put down like i said in the last podcast anything is content if you can get that out there with your branding on it and then we can add our sort of go greener logo to it as well then happy days it's, it's just more content to push out there and get your your brand brand awareness if you like and martin is there any uh, any expertise you can give in uh, how people could market themselves as a greener business yeah, I mean, there's there's lots we can do to help in terms of uh, advice and guidance. But I think that one thing that's worth highlighting is the government's trying to encourage a, a scheme called Help to Grow, mm. which is where they uh, pay for business leaders, the owners like James, to take on new technology, learn how they can make their businesses more efficient. Now, I don't think there's much they could teach James by the sound of it, but clearly there is a lot of business owners out there that could benefit from that kind of move. And, you know, something as simple as CRM technology, they are now talking about in the next few months coming up with quite a significant subsidy for that CRM yeah. uh, software. So, you know, that might be a time in which you should be keeping your ears open for opportunities to take a bit of government help. No, and it's great to hear that, you know, really small, simple changes like paperless invoicing, paperless quoting. I mean, it can make a massive difference. And just to add, I mean, the, the, the CRM that we use is totally scalable. You know, we've got 18 employees on and we use it for every single employee. But you could be one or two or, or three people and you could still use the CRM. It's paid per person per month. So it, it really is sort of, it, if you've got three employees or 300, it's totally scalable to, the, to, the, to your business. And it, it really is the heart of our business. 
Martin, are there any sort of government databases anywhere that consumers can find companies like James's that are really, you know, going with the green credentials so they can choose to use them? No, there, there aren't really government uh, databases, but I tell you, there's a, there's a new initiative that's come out um, uh, called the Good Business Charter. And what this is, is doing giving real... Um, showing that some businesses take these issues really seriously and it gives them the ability to sort of give themselves a kite mark to show that they are a good business. And And I think for a lot of big suppliers, they'll be looking around to see, well, who are the people taking these issues seriously? And one thing that's very easy to forget is that for a lot of big companies, they will be looking for what they call their scope three suppliers. In other words, how are we affecting their carbon footprint? And they will be eliminating businesses that are, don't take this seriously. So I think the first step on the way is get something like, you know, the Good Business Charter. James, we know that you're a bit of a marketing guru, as I said earlier. Um, have you have to change the way that you're doing more marketing now? You know, as you are going greener, you're doing more digital or? Yeah, well, I think that is, there's one word for that. Yeah, we've gone greener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think the days of dropping leaflets and flyers um, kind of goes against the grain of, of trying to reduce waste uh, and consumption and necessary consumption. So, yeah, we're not doing so many um, sort of flyer advertising but I, I just think natural progression is, is is digital marketing anyway isn't it so we, we concentrate even more so on that and everybody knows that you are spot on with it and you always like to give away your trade secrets what are you finding the most effective uh, do I give that trade secret away? I think for well. us, um, Facebook marketing, local Facebook groups is the best marketing we can. It's the best uh, bang for your buck, if you like, um, that, that we can do. Local Facebook groups is, is the way forward for us. It seems to work. And we, we can report on this through our CRM where, where jobs and leads have come in from. Uh, and it still by, by far outweighs anything else. And Martin, is there any, um, any advice for companies that are looking towards marketing uh, green credentials? Yeah, I think there is. Um, I think the the point that James just made is that, you know, social media is the most effective way of getting your message across. I mean, there are all sorts of, you know, company directories and methods of promoting yourself. But take something like uh, Facebook Local, you know, where somebody's going to give you a recommendation and then the neighbours are going to essentially talk about what a good job you did. I think that is a really powerful piece of marketing. Yeah, it's just it's just so organic, isn't it? There's no hiding behind anything. You can't change reviews. You can't add to anything. It's it's, it's just totally organic. It's It really is. You put a post out there and the comments that are on it are real people, real customers, uneditable. You know, it's, it's the truth sort of thing. Brilliant. Thanks both. Uh, I suppose my final question really, Martin, is for you. What's your biggest tip that you can offer an installer or a small business thinking of going green? The biggest tip, um, and this is probably going to fit quite neatly into what James has been saying, is get ahead of the curve. Because there is, there will be more and more um, pressure to try and transform your business and become greener over the next few years. We're not talking about decades here. We're talking about probably five to ten years. And if you are really serious about making sure you're going to be part of that process, then do it now. Because the longer you delay, the more chance it is that somebody will overtake you. And James, what's your next step? What's the next investment for you guys? 
I think the, the biggest thing, like Martin said, the biggest things are heating and transport. I think for us, it's the electric vehicles. Once we've got our head around how we can implement that, I think that that's the the, the biggest thing is to take them them diesel vans off the road and, and replace them with electric vehicles. And James, it's great that you've decided to get an electric vehicle in the fleet. Um, and obviously, you're in Coventry, which is quite a built-up area. So, uh, you know, hopefully, there's plenty of places for it to be charged up. Martin, what what would be the strategy if you was in more of a rural area? I think uh, if you're in a rural area, it's going to be a real slow burn because it, I mean, literally, if you're trying to run over quite a big geographical area with very few charge points, Mm. you're going to be stuck with diesel or petrol for quite a long time. Now, the government seems to be moving closer towards road charging where it's it'll charge you for the miles done rather than the fuel you've paid. So I think in ultimately that will end up meaning that Quite a few rural businesses will have to stick with their diesel vans for quite a long time to come. But, you know, for them, there are other ways in which they can prove their carbon footprint. It's just it will be more difficult to use, um, you know, green transport. Yeah, again, I suppose for those guys, it's going to have to be about efficiency of routes, you know, really planning out where they're going. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, you know, we're recording this podcast in the city centre of London. Um, are there more, um, there's obviously more scope for charging, but is there any incentives for people to, to, to get involved in, in a place like this? Absolutely, there are incentives, but there are also disadvantages if you don't adopt it. You know, you can see with taxi drivers, they're on a very short time scale where they're going to have to switch away from diesel taxis to uh, electric vehicles. And and the same is going to be true about, you know, the low emission zones, where low emission zones are now appearing in quite a few big cities. And they will stop, you know, the, the plan is to try and stop you using diesel vehicles, especially those that are, are pretty long in the tooth and they're causing problems. So, Jim, you've mentioned your CRM system. What exactly is it? So our CRM, it stands for Customer Relationship Management, and it's basically, it can be as simple as a, a small database or as complex as the system that we use. Um, basically, it holds the customer details, every job we've ever done for them, um, history, the appliances, the appliance serial number, model number, any repairs. Um, but ours also is linked to all the trackers in the vans. The lads all have an app on their phones to, to track um, where they are and what they're doing. Um, but it holds all the information for our whole, the running of our whole business is in this CRM. Uh, the brand that we use is called Comusoft. Uh, they're readily available online and they've got quite a few good sort of marketing videos if you wanted to have a look. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, it's quite scalable as well. So if you've got just a couple of employees or you've got 300 employees, uh, the system works for you because you pay per user per month. But it really is it really is the heart of our system uh, and gives us that edge over, over others, really. I don't know where we'd be without it. We'd be certainly drowning in a lot of paperwork, put it that way. And Martin, are there clever ways to calculate your carbon footprint? Yeah, I mean, some of them are quite clunky and very time-consuming, so you have to fill out a lot of questionnaires, and it can be very slow and uh, involves a lot of work, administrative work. But there are some really clever um, pieces of software coming on the market now, which essentially dovetail into your um, accounts package. So it looks at where you're spending money, and it figures out what the carbon impact of that would be. And then it rapidly gives you a carbon footprint, which you can then update on a regular basis. So that seems to be the way the market's going. And that, for me, is much more small business friendly. 
So James, you're obviously a successful business with this scalable CRM system. If you were just a single person business, have you got any uh, any advice for, for an installer that just wants to start off going green? Yeah, I think the biggest advice, whether you're a one-man band or you have quite a few employees, is just to stop. Stop, sit back and take a look at how you're doing things and you'll be surprised how much more efficiently you can make things, uh, your processes or procedures. Even if it's just you're a one-man band and you go in the morning to collect your parts every day for the the day ahead, see if you can do that for the week on the the one day so that you've got everything and reduce the the trips down that you're making. See if you can hold a different van stock um, so you've got them parts on your van and you're not having to go back and forward all the time so they're probably not the best examples but i'm sure if you just stopped and looked at your business there'd be a way to improve the efficiency of it so james we've talked a lot about uh, green credentials for your business so have you got a lot of uh, customers talking to you about green products like heat pumps and things like that I think, yeah, definitely. Um, it seems to be the buzzword at the minute, and that's just because it's been banded around in the news so much uh, with the, the, the opportunity of government grants. Uh, I think we do have a, uh, a shortfall of skilled installers for the for the installation of the heat pumps. Uh, it is possibly something for the future. I don't think it's quite there ready for us yet for existing housing stock. Um, I think that some people are under the illusion that they can take the boiler off the wall and pop a heat pump on the wall and everything will be rosy. I just don't think that that's the case. Um, Definitely a hot topic, definitely one to watch and something we're keeping our eye on uh, with regards to retraining installers and things like that. Uh, it is the future, but uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure it's quite there yet. I think training is really, really important, Martin, isn't it? You know, having a workforce that can do the work. Yeah, it is. And, you know, when the government's created a big hoo-ha over 600,000 new heat pumps a year and yet it will depend on having 16,000 new installers... So where are these installers going to come from if we haven't got the training required to to make sure that they're in place? So, yeah, and I suppose going greener, you know, making sure that your paperwork's all online is really important. Looking towards greener products as well really points back to some podcasts that we've done about having a greener business um, and using greener products. So be sure to look back at the uh, other podcasts that we've done to get some more information about the types of products that we offer and also the routes into training that's there for you. So, remains to say, James, do you want to give us a shameless plug again about JLN Plumbing in Coventry? Well, I think the best thing you can do is just pop onto the website and have a look for yourself on there. It's www.jlnplumbing.co.uk. Thank you. And Martin, can you just tell us, again, a bit of a plug for the Federation of Small Businesses? Yeah, well, 150,000 small businesses can't be wrong, can they? So go to fsb.org.uk and have a look for yourself. Thanks ever so much. I really enjoyed that episode, so thank you ever so much, Martin. It's a pleasure. And James? Thank you. Well, green business is definitely an interesting topic that we could probably speak about for much longer, but I think that's about all we've got time for today. I think it's important to acknowledge that going green doesn't have to be an all-or-nothing thing, which some installers will find reassuring, and actually a series of small steps all geared towards doing things more sustainably can also make a real positive impact on the environment too. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you next time.